ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20 plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Back at the desk, seems like two weeks, and uh, it was nice to get away for spring break, and here we are. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a fight with inflation still going on. We have the Fed that's still uh, going to come out on May 3rd and possibly, possibly only do 25 basis points and be done. If we go to the CME tool, the Fed Watch tool, where they kind of take bets, we have at this very moment 86.7% chance of a 25 basis point Fed rate hike on May 3rd. And then on the next meeting, June 14th, there's uh, currently it says that there's only an 18% chance, excuse me, 23.8% chance of another quarter. So 65.9% chance that at the June 14th meeting, there'll be no rate hike. So we'll see. Uh, we had some PPI numbers come out last week. I talked about that on my last video in the middle of the week. Sorry, I only did one video last week. I apologize. Just trying to focus on family. Um, got all four kids skiing. Couldn't believe it. Even the four-year-old. Wow, she went two half days. Anyway, um, we have a PPI that uh, unexpectedly came down half a percent. Now, the core producer price index, which strips out food and energy, actually went up. So we had um, volatility in energy prices. They came down, as we all know, um, in the uh, in the month of March. Uh, but we start to get to that second, like kind of crescendo of rising energy prices as we make our way into the summer. And typically June is like the peak of energy prices, June and July, right? You have like there's futures to build up supply because people get in the road and they go out there. And so we see uh, you know, the price for uh, West Texas Intermediate Crude, and uh, we see it go up as we make our way into the summer. So we're not there yet. So uh, that could turn around. Within that producer price uh, index, uh, there's still really hot inflation for energy-related services and energy-related uh, uh, goods. Uh, we also saw the CPI print, you know, it moderated a little bit, but they're still high, right? You got either 5.2 or 5.6%. CPI or core CPI, excluding food or energy, for the month of March. That's consumer price index. And uh, it's still higher than, you know, the 4.75 to 5 Fed funds rate they're at. So if you go up another quarter, you're at 5 to 5 and a quarter on May 3rd. Um, we have a personal consumption expenditure report coming out this month, which is the Fed deflator. That's the Fed's preferred tool. That's more live and real-time expenditures um, by uh, by people personally. And we know that the economy, GDP, is 70% consumer spending. So we're going to see what the PCE says this month. Um, and then we know after the May 3rd Fed meeting, um, our good friend Barry and team over at MBS Highway have been pointing out that some of those big numbers from uh, a year ago will start to ease. And on that May 10th CPI report will be a... Um, Hopefully, it will be that last downturn for 
you know, what's mostly um, housing and shelter-related costs in the CPI print. So we'll see if those lagging indicators, there's so many different indicators I'm watching out there. They got some that are like live in real time, some that uh, don't have housing. We've got the Marty's wide uh, breadth thrust indicator that the stock market is now, um, you know, a lot of money going into a lot of different areas. Um, a breadth, not just a few of the S&P like Apple and Microsoft. There's all these different uh, data points. Anyway, we'll just sit back and see what's going on. Okay, housing. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that HUD is taking comments right now uh, to allow on FHA loans for first-time homebuyers. That um, is typically what that loan is for. Um, if there is an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit, um, you know, like an in-law quarters in the back or just an extra unit in there, maybe you convert your garage or in the case would be an ADU that when you buy your home, even if you're buying a private residence, if it has an ADU in the back that you could use that rental income without having even bought it uh, to offset your mortgage payment. Now, ADUs are really big and popular in California. You guys see my videos that I do for um, the side hustle I have with the uh, construction projects. <clears throat> Every single one of them in Culver City has an ADU. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that we um, employ as a strategy to try and maximize the square footage on the lot and uh, make it more appealing for those fix and flips. So, uh, by the way, I'm gonna go out there Wednesday. Um, our good friends at RCN Capital, Jeff Tash and company, um, they have a whole group that's in town for the Jurassic Innovate. It's like a hard money, fix and flip, DSCR, you know, private money lending conference. It goes on at Newport Beach, the Balboa Bay Resort. Of course, it's almost midnight here on Monday. And when I'm gone for two weeks, I can't go join them in their festivities. But tomorrow night, tomorrow night I'll, I'll go find them. And maybe I'll find out who gave me this shirt, by the way. I just got back and this package was here. So reveal yourself on who you are, but it's pretty cool. Thank you. Like you like my hashtags. Didn't say on the package who it was from. Anyway, this hard money uh, lending, private money lending conference is pretty cool. And Jeff Tash and the RCN Capital people are in town. And they have a grand opening for their LA office on Wednesday. And they invited me to go. So I'm going to go by there and film some uh, footage from the house. The first one that's going for sale should be done, complete, in 10 to 14 days. So we're almost done with the landscaping. We're about 96.5% of the way through on the construction budget. So uh, get a cool update there. And then hopefully we'll be able to sell that thing in the next, you know, two, three, six months, however long it takes to get out. We'll see, fingers crossed. Okay, uh, enough of that side hustle. Um, so on another note, talking about uh, PRMG, um, I know that the CalHAPA, that's the um, Housing Finance Authority, California's HFA program, they rolled out a dream for all. So the state, basically said, here's $300 million um, in funds that the state authorized to help for a down payment and equity sharing program. It's a very interesting and unique program. Only $300 million um, in, um, in loan, uh, in money available for that program. We love CalHAPA, we're experts at it here at PRMG. We were able to secure 87 million in locks of that 300 million um, when I asked that. And that money went quick. So. Um, maybe there'll be some, uh, uh, you know, uh, an, maybe a second round this year, but more than likely it'll be next year. So um, hats off to CalHAPA, the state of California, uh, for putting money back into the system uh, to try and serve the underserved. Obviously, uh, for borrowers that have, you know, are, um, you know, at that median income 
um, limit, it's uh, it's a great program. So hopefully uh, we'll get those loans closed and funded as quickly as possible. There are other great products, Chinoa, other CalHAPR products. We have other DPAs around the country. Um, serving the underserved, that's what independent mortgage bankers do, that pass through our mortgage-backed securities, and we hedge our pipeline and our risk every single time, and no one to date, including the FDIC, has had to bail us out to the tune of, what, 180, 200 billion dollars, independent mortgage bankers, local originators, not getting crushed, not ruining taxpayer, I digress. Anyway, um, did you know that there is $1.5 trillion in commercial paper coming due between now and through 2025? And I saw one commercial uh, article, a commercial expert saying, survive to 25. That's all they gotta do, right? You got all these notes coming due uh, for commercial paper, multifamily, having to pay higher rates, isn't really profitable. Um, if it's office space, people are working from home, maybe there's some vacancies and the rent roll's not there, survive to 25. That's the, um, that was the phrase I've been seeing out there. Uh, by the way, the uh, National Association of Home uh, Builders had their confidence index today or sentiment index and it was very positive because 30% of all properties currently out there listed are new construction. Um, it's typically only 10% and the rest is existing home sales. Uh, but a lot of people who are existing homeowners have pretty good interest rates right now and don't want to give that up for a higher interest rate. So you might want the price and the interest rates to come down for them to get off the shelf and sell their existing home. So home builders are feeling pretty good, 30%. Of all product out there is a new construction. Um, Altos Research, they put up their Monday um, alert, um, uh, Mike Simonson and team, and um, only 66,000 new listings last week, like super, super low, like down 17% uh, from the beginning of the year. 25% of all listings are sold within like a day or two. So, you know, demand is still higher than supply. Last time I checked, that's pretty much all that matters, right? We'll get back to you with another update this week. Have a good one. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Culver City. Gonna get you an update here on the house. We are 10 days, two weeks out. Uh, we got another one we're closing on down the street and then there's the fourplex down there. And before we get into all that, I'll give you a tour. It looks really good inside. So this is what they call a tease in the business. Definitely wanna check it out. It's coming along. My side hustle is becoming a full-blown hustle thanks to my partners, Jason and Britt. They're amazing. There were more apartments completed in Q1 than there have been since 1988. So one thing that can help with home prices coming down is more rental units coming on the market. Shelter is shelter, right? So uh, maybe first-time homebuyers you know, might put off a little longer buying a house if they can get into something that's reasonable, that's a rental. So pretty interesting stat. Um, stock market kind of flat. Earnings season has started. The banks, which are the money center banks, you know, financial stability in the system. Um, they all pretty much reported uh, mo mostly better than expected earnings and okay guidance going forward. So nothing too unexpected, generally good to kick off earnings season. So big tech has started, Tesla went today, Netflix kind of a drag. Um, and speaking of, uh, of big tech, um, you know, there's a corporate alternative minimum tax of 15% that was passed in the last uh, budget. And uh, it's interesting, you know, you look at the stock market and um, 
you look at the fang, right? Facebook, Apple, Alphabet, which is now um, uh, the old Google, uh, Meta, Netflix, Microsoft, uh, Meta, the old Facebook. They are still now an outsized, humongous part of the S&P. Um, their weighting average is still pretty big. And they are under attack with this corporate alternative minimum tax of 15%. So about $222 billion over the next 10 years will be taken away from Apple, uh, Meta, uh, and uh, Facebook, and Alphabet. And that accounts to about 95 points uh, of the S&P. About 2% of the S&P could come down once the effects of these corporate alternative minimum taxes, CAMT, take effect, in addition to what's called the excise, the excise buyback. So a lot of companies with free, free uh, cash flow, like Apple, which by the way, that's uh, Apple Studios back there, um, they're gonna have another 167,000 square foot of office space built here in Culver City. It's part of why we're developing in this area um, for a total of 500,000 square feet of office space in Culver City, pretty cool. Um, so um, if Apple buys back its stock because they think the price is low and it's good value and it's going to come in over time, um, reduce the float, bring shareholder value, use their cash, the government will now tax them 1% on that. So it's a 1% excise buyback tax. So the effect, most of these companies pay between you know, 10, 8, 12% in total taxes. Um, Amazon paid zero last year because they lost money. Um, but this excise buyback tax of 1% and the new corporate alternative minimum tax will cost about 5% of big cap tech and big cap companies, um, which will absolutely infect their stock price and their profitability. Um, you know, on a 19 times uh, PE, you know, uh, forward earnings multiple that the stock prices get compared to their actual earnings, um, that's about 95 points. It's about 2% of the S&P. So something to think about when you're looking at stocks. Um, March was really good. Uh, in the stock market. Remember, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not responsible for your losses, only your profits. Um, the uh, the stock market ripped in March, um, partly due to a lot of short selling. There was like a record number of short uh, positions, selling short, betting on the stock to lose uh, for industrials because they're going into recession in big cap tech. And what do you know? Uh, when the banking crisis happened uh, around March 11th, the Fed, now they say they didn't expand their balance sheet, but when they offered um, these funding facilities where people could, uh, almost $200 billion in in cash that the Fed offered in these funding facilities um, to help out these regional banks, that kind of in effect was like quantitative um, easing. So it was like the, the balance sheet of the Fed went up to $8.7 trillion. Its peak was $9 trillion. So it's no uh, coincidence that March was a good month and April has been decent so far for the stock market because the Fed did quantitative easing and um, the banking crisis was um, uh, subsided and handled and all these shorts had to cover. So you had what we call a gamma squeeze. Remember what happened to um, you know, uh, AMC and all those kinds of uh, uh, stocks, meme stocks back in the day. So anyway, all that kind of stuff's going on, but credit is still tightening. So selling may and go away may still be the case because people are still fearful of a recession. Although we haven't seen jobs lost and you know consumers are confident, people are still spending money. Um, we're spending money here, trying to help create a next ladder for someone to ladder up to then sell the other property and they sell the other property and that creates more space and product because we know there's undersupply in housing. So um, 
you know, where the stock market will go. I'm, again, I, I'm, I can't tell you, but, you know, inflation is coming down and the Fed has their meeting on May 3rd. And it may be the last 25 basis point rate hike. Um, they may do another one on June 14th. We'll see. But, uh, you know, the 10 year treasury, the two year treasury, you know, the below market rates right now, they're, um, you know, it's a it's a sign that they think the Fed should be done. This credit tightening that's happening is already taking effect. So so let me let me say what, what I've been hearing a lot of. The there's a lag effect for the Fed funds rate being where it is. Okay. And so they say there's about 75 basis points of as if the Fed were gonna uh rate uh, uh hike rates another 75. Just the effect from the credit tightening, I'll give an example. There have been four months in a row where corporate bankruptcies have gone up. There was uh, oh, like 40 in February and almost 80 in March. There have been more corporate bankruptcies in the first quarter of this year than there have been since 2010. That's companies going out of business. That's credit tightening. So lending slows down, jobs get lost, companies go under, and the economy slows. People get fearful, and you know demand comes down, inflation comes down, and the Fed's fight is over. So um, the question is, do we go into a recession because of all that? I don't know. Soft recession, soft landing, no landing, mild recession. I don't know. We're all going to figure it all out. So anyway, that's what's going on in the world of credit. Let me take you inside the house. All right. So here is uh, the, the dining area. So this marble tile is all in. Look, here's the hidden ice maker muffled back here and out of sight. Kind of a cool touch by... My friend Jason and Britt. Here's the wine fridge right here, this little bar. Again, muffled the, the sound out of sight. Ginormous kitchen, dining, TV, whatever area. Huge kitchen with this grill. And this grill and oven isn't the only one, but check out this decor fridge. Look at that. Freaking sweet. It's like nice and flush. It's cold, by the way. Um, now here, this is, they call it like the butler's pantry. You guys remember the movie Clue, the butler? He says, what I do? Well, he buttles. Well, this butler pantry has the freaking another grill. So you're hidden back here behind the wall. So I think some people call it a scullery. It's like a whole another mini kitchen back there. So, you know, you don't want to disturb everybody in here hanging out, having cocktails with all that crackling from the, uh, the grease and biscuits, everything we're making on the frying pan. Okay, check out these big ass windows. Pretty cool. It's freaking windy today. Look at this pool. ADU, accessory dwelling unit. FHA is trying to pass a rule right now, potentially. They're in the rulemaking process um, that you could use rental income from ADUs to help get you in. Look at this. This little ADU's got a full blown bathroom, kitchen. Now, this window in here look at this this whole this whole window these two go back here and then this all comes out so it's all wide open to the pool so you're just free standing here free flowing here with your you got your cutting board cut up some limes you know if you fruit the beer you got your fridge you're hanging out and everyone's here you could maybe get a little dj table here do your thing this is going to be an entertainer's Paradise. So we're hoping some big wig movie executive will leave LA and all the craziness down there and, and move over here. Anyway, this thing will be done in less than two weeks. We're staging it. It's going to cost us $30,000 to stage it, which includes 
a pool table. Um, and we're trying to get this thing to market and sold here in the next God knows how many months. So uh, thank you, Jeff Tesh, RCN Capital CEO. Uh, he came out here with his team and got some content coming out. He was here. They opened their LA office uh, today. So uh, Eric uh, Shaw is down there. And um, then Mike Tedesco is with us from Appraisal Nation. The Jurassic Innovate Conference. All's good. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.